The Download with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 19 is here of Season 2, and we are deep, deep into the postseason for all sports. We've got Cross Country State coming this Saturday, and we'll have highlights of the 1A boys and girls and 2A boys and girls at Detweiler Park. Let's get to what I saw last week, and then we'll talk about what's coming up on Channel 1450. Regional Championship Volleyball last Thursday night. Crazy because now we are already at Super Sectionals one week later. Anyway, last Thursday, Rochester beats Springfield High for the regional title. Plains beats Porta. Lincoln beats Jacksonville. Uhi beats Muhammad. Lutheran beats Mount Pulaski. And Williamsville wins in Warrensburg. We had a ton of highlights from all those matches. On Friday, I was busy in Chatham. The sectional soccer game started things, and Maddox Greger sends Glenwood into the super sectional with a double overtime goal. It was an awesome game. We'll get to more on that with this week's guest. As far as football goes, it wasn't as good for the home team on Friday night. Quincy comes into town and wins 49-42. The Blue Devils looked impressive. SHG and Williamsville football, they did win on Friday night, and Auburn lost to Pena. On Saturday, I was back in Chatham for cross country in the morning. Leanna will be at State Cross Country to get all the action from the runners on Saturday. Looks like Williamsville's Louisa Wilson is the best shot at an individual title for our coverage area. Watch for the Plains girls as a team and the Rochester girls as a team to do some big things. But congrats to everybody who made it. Rochester football picks up the big win on Saturday over Effingham. Effingham gave them a good wake-up call, though, but the Rocket defense was impressive and the offense woke up in the second half and finally took care of the football. Also winning on Saturday football-wise. Big win for Olympia over Benton. Monroe Forsyth wins big. Jacksonville and MacArthur lose. Athens gets the big win over Carmine, and now they get St. T in round two. That wraps up last week. This week on Monday, we had some Halloween volleyball. Uhi wins over Lincoln. Rochester loses to Normal West. Williamsville and Plains win in Riverton. Lutheran High wins at North Green. And Taylorville wins down in Centralia. More volleyball talk in a minute from Wednesday night's action, but on Tuesday... The big super sectional soccer game. It's Glenwood getting goals from Eben Reed and Braden Paul with an absolute missile. And the Titans win the Rochester Super and are headed to state on Friday. Glad we get a team to state in soccer. It's been a while. We'll talk more about that in a minute with this week's guest. Spoiler alert, it's Chad Kutcher from Rochester. On Wednesday night, I was in Riverton for the Sagamo Showdown between Pleasant Plains and Williamsville. And my lord, were the Pleasant Plains Cardinals clicking. Going on a 12-0 run after it was tied at 10, Pleasant Plains looked as good as they have all season, and they are into the Elite Eight. They play Chillicothe IVC on Friday in Maroa for a return trip to state. Robert was in North Green, and Leanna was in Lincoln. Lutheran High returns to the Elite Eight as well. The Crusaders beat Menden Unity and will play St. Thomas More on Friday in Macon for a return trip to Redbird. Leanna got a three-set thriller between Normal U-High and Normal West. The Pioneers prevail. They win the Lincoln sectional and will now play Taylorville, who won the Centralia sectional, the Pioneers and the Tornadoes meet in Chatham on Friday night for a trip to state. That leads us to what's coming up on Friday. First of all, Glenwood Soccer plays Grays Lake Central at 3 p.m. in Hoffman Estates in the 2A semifinals. Volleyball on Friday night. We've got 1A, Lutheran vs. St. Thomas More at Macon. 2A, Pleasant Plains vs. Chillicothe IVC at Maroa. 3A, Normal U-High vs. Taylorville at Chatham. And finally, on Saturday, Cross Country State in the morning. Then it's Glenwood playing at either 9 a.m. for third place or 11 a.m. for first place in the state in soccer. Football on Saturday. We've got St. Teresa at Athens in 1A. Williamsville at home against Eureka. Olympia at home against St. Joe Ogden. Morel Forsyth at home against Farmington. SHG is at Waterloo. That sets them up for the semifinal home game against Rochester in a couple weeks. 
by going on the road now. Rochester is at home on Saturday afternoon against Breeze Central. Next week, well, the schedule just depends on who wins in volleyball on Friday. We will obviously have a team in the 3A state semifinals next week. But we will see who wins Super Sectionals on Friday night and who gets to go to state. Then we'll have quarterfinal football next week as well. Can't really predict too much, so let's get to this week's guest. Rochester soccer head coach and somebody I consider a good friend. It's Chad Kutcher. I'd like to welcome in Coach Chad Kutcher to the podcast this week because, I don't know, we always talk about football and uh, I want to <laughs> talk about soccer. We can talk about football too if you want, but uh, I, I want to talk, I want to start here talking about this year's team um, for you and just kind of the season in general. Uh, let's start with this, the conference record. <laughs> right. That might be the worst conference record we've ever had. Right. And, <laughs> and so that's why I, I want to start there because it's like... It's just interesting the way you guys played throughout the season mm-hmm. and then to be able to play for a sectional championship and literally be nine minutes away from <laughs> right. playing for a super. <laughs> right. Um, I don't think right. many would have saw this coming three weeks ago, but did you? Um, well, I can't – I mean, I can't say that I thought the results were going to play out exactly like that. I'll say this. I was confident going into every game. Yeah. And part of that is – I mean, you look at you look at our results throughout the season, and I told everybody this: we were in every game we played, every game you know that that we weren't you know winning by quite a bit. We we battled everybody, and it's one of those things that you know when when you have games like that, like you know our Springfield game was two zero, and it was a tight two zero. Um, our Glenwood game, I thought we played, I thought we played pretty well the first time we played Glenwood. Yeah. Um, Heck, even Triad. Like I, I thought we, I thought we played pretty well against Triad first time around. Yeah, three zero. Um, both of those, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and the, yeah, the Glenwood game was three zero. Triad was three zero. Um, but even even like the conference games, uh, like Jacksonville, I thought we played really well against Jacksonville. You know, we we had a lot of chances. We had a lot of the ball. It's just we we have struggled to score goals this year, and and I've I, I reminded the the kids all year like. Fellas, nobody nobody cares what your record is. You know, it, it's not like football. You know, you're everybody makes playoffs. Yeah. You know, so if if we can just keep our heads up, if we can keep working on the right things, and and I know, it, and I'm not a I'm not a cliche guy, but it it totally it fits in this. Like you know, just just keep doing what we're doing, and keep working, and keep doing these things, and eventually things will happen. You know, and and. That's kind of the way it went. Uh, the boys were confident coming in, uh, you know, and, and I think part of that too is the first time around when you see the teams. I think I think they built some confidence from the first couple, you know, the, like the first time we played Springfield, first time we played Glenwood, and because yeah. um, I think they realized, you know, hey, we're right there with these guys. It, it's just it was the goals we were giving up during the regular season were were goals that can be like mistakes that can be fixed, you know, just just goals that were were just you know. Just things that you can you can change, uh, you know how you approach certain certain scenarios, certain situations, and I think they did. And I think to, to the kids' credit, we did change formations, and I think that that probably I'm going to say probably surprised some teams, some people, some coaches, yeah. um, because we we have played a traditional style here for a number of years. Uh, we've, we've played a, you know, the, the formation is typically a four, three, three, where you've, you've got four defenders and three forwards. And, 
you know, we, we kind of switched that up again and or switch it up to a, where you went with two forwards and you, you put them a little more central, putting a little more pressure maybe on, on the opposing center backs. And let's be honest, when you have a, a player of Darren Booth's caliber and, and he was good all year, but I think he, he, you know, when, when kids play with confidence, like you can totally see it. Oh yeah. And when he went out, he'd step on a field and he, he exuded confidence. Like he just, you just looked at him and you're like, this kid, he is, he's ready to take over the world right now, you know? And that's when you get players like that. And when you get your team playing with confidence and playing, playing for each other and, and listening to what we're telling them, man, good runs can happen. And I don't think, and you know, Pat Phillips and I talked about it too. I don't think there was a team this year that was just so ridiculously above anybody else. Uh, you know, he and I talked, you know, you could, teams around here could lose in a regional final or they could go to the state tournament. Like, And, it, so, and we saw that. And, and we, right. And, and we and have seen that. That is exactly right. Yeah. And I think, you know, because I last year, I, I, I think about like last year um, in the sectional, Urbana was so much better than us. Yeah. You know, it, it was going to take The first a, 10 minutes of that game, you just, you could see it. It was like, it was okay, like this... oh man, we're, this is, we're going to have to win with a hope and a prayer. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. it was, and not that I didn't, you know, not that I, I didn't think we had the, the, the kids that could do it. They just had so much talent and they were so fast and they, you know, you saw it right away. Uh, and I thought Triad last year was, Triad was so good. We, we played them and, and we didn't have a good game, but it was one of those where, you know, if we saw Triad, trying to get by Urbana, trying to get by Triad, trying to get by all those teams, yeah. man, there was, like I said, you never want to say it's impossible, but it was going to be, you, we were going to have to put 11 guys in front of a goal and just, you know, right. just, just park the bus. And, you know, it's it's one of those, you know, this year you didn't have that. You just didn't have that that one team and, and like, and, and you know, not taking anything away from Glenwood or triad. I mean, cause you, you see, they're both number ones in their, in their sections, yeah. you know? So, so obviously the number one teams are, are in the, in the right game, you know, or mm-hmm. in, in, they made it where they should. Um, but I do think that, that the competitiveness all around, I think was, was there this year, you know, to have only three seniors on this year's team for you, mm-hmm. You contrast that with, like you said, the fact that you got an extra few days of practice last year mm-hmm. because of sectional. You won a regional last year. Um, they got that experience of winning a regional. Um, how did that kind of contrast each other this year in terms of the confidence of the team saying, I mean, we've lost to every team in the conference outside of Southeast Lanphier. I mean, it well, could have gone either way, I feel like. It, it definitely could have. Um, and I, I think, like... I look back to last year's team, and there were, we had, I think we had like 11 seniors last year, yeah. 10 or 11. So, you know, those kids, it was so weird last year, you know, with, with the previous year, the COVID and, you know, all that stuff too. You know, even though those those boys were, were seniors, they didn't have a whole lot of, they didn't have postseason experience, mm-hmm. you know, like they just, they hadn't really seen it. Um, Braden Tucker on that team last year was the only one that played, um, Oh, Troy Olson. And Troy Olson did too. Troy, Troy and Braden would have been the two that would have played on that fall of 2019 team that we yeah. had that was loaded. Yes. And even that team didn't win the regional right. that year. I and mean, that, that's... Yeah, that's just... That's yeah. right. That's 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 just kind you of craziness. You don't need craziness. to talk about that. That's, <laughs> that's part of the craziness of all of this. But, uh, 
but yeah, you take that that the experience, the age that they had um, last year, which I think that helped. I think that helped with with the scenario. Uh, and then I think you take maybe maybe the maybe the team just kind of being naive and and young enough to where they just they just bought in and and they're like, yeah, we can do this. You yeah. know, they, and it, it's it's contrasting, uh, I guess, scenarios, but. But both scenarios that are coachable, that are, right. you, you know, you, you look at one and you say, well, I've got a team of, you know, three seniors. And those those three seniors, I can't say enough about them for what they did for these kids. Like, you know, the, the everybody, underclassmen, everybody. I mean. I feel like you, if you watch you guys play, you can tell which three those are. Absolutely. Like on the field, you can tell uh, without agree. looking at a roster. Like, you can definitely, just yes. anything that happens, people look to them and you can see it on, yep. on that and, team. And it was and from a coaching perspective, like that is, that is awesome to have, yeah. you know, because I know I see what Kyle is, what he's got this year with, with his 13, I think he's got 13 seniors, which is, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time, because then it's like, you may have too many kids that want to be leaders. You may have too many that try to take over or, or may, and then maybe there's some that don't like that. And then you got infighting and then you've got, you know, then you got problems that way. Um, and and I think he's done a fantastic job with his guys this year, and I, I really like you know I've I've coached some of his players, and I, I've I've uh, you know with club stuff, and, yeah. You know I I really do, um, I, I I like his I like his team, I like his guys, um, but, but this year for me, and this is a, this was a new one for me, only having three seniors, it was like well our leaders are built in, so for for those kids. If if they weren't good leaders, if they you know had bad attitudes, I could have been in trouble. Yeah. You know the, the team could have been in trouble. Yeah, especially because like you said, not scoring goals at times, right? And just having that frustration could have just mounted. Yes, um, and it was the opposite. They were they are three fantastic kids. They are three kids that they treat all. I mean, you know, when we come in, like I said, in our, in our, our uh, rocket time class, you know, they treat all these kids equally. They are. I mean, these these boys are all like brothers, and these are like the big brothers of everybody mm-hmm. in here, you know. And and it's it's rare to see that, but when you do see it, you know, then you see it on the field how like a lot of them will look up to them, and and you know, when you have that leadership, when you have those three seniors that are ready to and 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 willing to take that on, then it's it's so much easier for me as a coach, you know. Then we know, okay, Darren Darren's leading right there. Colby's right there in the back. Uh, Aiden's in the goal, you know, and and you saw that with his saves that he was making. Yeah, um, I mean, he made some amazing saves last Friday. I mean, yeah. it was it was it was so it was so fun to watch. Um, and it was watch it was it was fun to watch because you know my son is part of this now, you know, yeah. and that's another dynamic that I, I absolutely I absolutely loved this year. Um, and to watch those guys treat him and and these other sophomores and freshmen and juniors. Uh, you know the way they do and, and the way they all respond. It's kind of a it's kind of a perfect scenario. It's kind of a perfect storm, you know. And and then when the playoffs come around, confidence is everywhere, yeah. you know. And and uh, you know you, you gotta you gotta be able to kind of nurture that throughout the year. Um, and they knew, you know, it was one of those things when they knew whenever they screwed up, and and I'm all over them about it, you know, whatever. But but they they always kept their the, their demeanor was always good their effort was always good I, I never had a practice that I came out 
really where I, I was just so mad at him or anything like that for, yeah. for lack of effort. Now, maybe during, at times during practice, I would remind him <laughs> and, uh, and things would change immediately, you know? And, but I think part of that too is I, I've had a lot of these kids that I've coached in the club level too. So I think they're used to me. They're used to, you know, what, what expectations I have for them. And, um, but yeah, I think the, the two teams back to your original question, the two teams are so different. Um, just, just comparing them. Yeah. But also, I mean, you know, the enjoyment that I've had last year and then this year too, uh, you know, it's, it's been, <laughs> this is why I do it. I mean, it's, it's been great. As we sit here in your classroom and, and I look at all your amazing coaching awards behind you, um, it, <laughs> it speaks, I think it speaks to not only, I mean, clearly you're very talented and are a great coach. And I think a lot of the success this year and last year can be a attributed to that um you will probably say no it's the kids but um i i have to ask in terms of you being a coach it could have gone either way with the success that you've had and what you've seen what did you see this year that made you change your strategy because as a coach with a lot of success you could just say this is the way i'm doing it because it's worked for me yeah well and thank you and i appreciate what you said um, but I've never scored a goal uh, in any of these games I've coached. <laughs> I've also never made a save. So, yes, it has to be the players. Um, you just got to, you know, as a coach, you're putting, you're trying to put kids in the right spots at the right times. And I looked at the kind of our results throughout the season, and I looked at our lack of scoring. I, I just kind of looked at more of a, okay, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to fix. You know, giving up some soft goals like we like we had throughout the year, just 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 silly mistakes, you know, whatever. Um, and then we're gonna have to score some timely goals, like you know, we're gonna have to get something. So I just I, I don't know. I, it wasn't anything big. I it was honestly I did this in the spring with the girls, and uh, you know we, we went up against Glenwood in that uh, sectional final. Yeah, again. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, and Glenwood in the sectional final. Yeah, and. Uh, I, I just, you know, when when you're when you're trying to come up with a way that you are going to set your team up, when you're trying to come up with a way that you're going to attack someone or defend, you know, like I said, you you look at different scenarios, you look at the players you have, and and having someone like Darren Booth that I could put up top, and then having kids that I could surround him with that could play a role and and could also like Tucker Sprates. I mean, Tucker Sprates throughout the year. Just watching him uh, just get better and better, like each game. Yeah, you know. And then I think we we see that in that sectional final. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that goal he scores. You know, we I gave him a hard time yesterday, and and he can take a hard time from me. You know, like he's known me forever. Um, but his celebrate his goal celebration was was it was hilarious. Yeah. You know, and Landon even talked about it. he looked like one of those things you see outside of a, of a car lot. <laughs> you know, with the arms flailing yeah, around. Yeah. But but his his finish his touch, you know I don't think at the beginning of the year I don't think I don't think he scores that yeah. I don't think he's got the composure I don't think he's you know been in that spot, but having him and Darren in that in that situation where you know obviously Darren took a lot of the defensive pressure, and then Tucker's kind of coming underneath and and you know there with him yeah, I noticed you know that was something that we were gonna have to we were gonna have to put a little more pressure maybe on some center backs, maybe on some guys that maybe don't have that much pressure. And when you, 
when you have the way we played throughout the year, it, it just changes where the pressure is on the field. Right. So, so maybe those teams were used to us maybe putting pressure on their, their outside backs. Well, now we're going to change it up, and now we're going to do something different that might get us a goal early or it might get us, you know, just put a team under some pressure that they didn't realize was coming, mm-hmm. and then maybe something good is going to come out of that. So, again, it's, it does come down to the kids. The kids have to do it, but it's, it's putting them in a spot where, okay, you know, here's what we're going to do. And as long as they know and, and have a, a, a definite idea of what that's going to look like and you train it and you, you put them out in it, I mean, they responded really well to it, and I, I, again, I can't, I can't say enough for them. And I even told, um, you know, Ryan and, and Bill from from the paper, I, I said, these kids being able to switch and, and just mentally say, okay, we've done this all year, but coach thinks we're going to be better this way for the playoffs. We'll do that. Let's do that. We're all in. Mm-hmm. I mean, that you know that yeah. that takes that takes a it takes a special group of kids to you know to have faith that I'm telling them what what I'm telling them. What what Nick and Brent and I are, are coaching them? Okay, now we're gonna we're gonna change what we've been doing. This is what we think, and they they were all in on it. And I think it I think it 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 played it played a role. But the boys have to. It's it's new positions. It's new ideas. It's new thoughts that they have to have. So they one hundred percent get every bit of that credit because they had to do it. They had to switch. Because yeah. I've had teams that I've I have tried to switch. And it did not go well. And I think it. Uh, if Mike Lindsay listens to this, uh, and Kyle, the, the day Kyle Ward uh, decided to drop like four goals on us or something like that, yeah. that was that was a game we tried <laughs> to switch and it did not work. So uh, yeah, it was that, that seven to one game against SHG that really um, <laughs> it can go it can go both ways, right. you know. So yeah, I. I feel like I was absolutely spoiled when I started with Channel 1450 mm-hmm. when it comes to not only having Zach as a boss and, and teaching me the ropes, but um, we had a team go to state in soccer just about every year, if not two, whether it was – I mean, r- right before me it was Glenwood, then it was you guys. Right. Um, and then on the boys' side, I mean, Springfield was right there. Jacksonville makes it there. Um, why do you think we haven't had that in a few years? Man, Um I think the well, I, I think a lot of it it comes down to some some I don't know maybe some club soccer involvement. Yeah, I think I think the well, like last year the that Urbana team was was fantastic. Um, Triad has has just taken off. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you look at their their last few teams, and it's not just the boys; it's the girls no, too. Yeah, I mean. Um, and I know, I know, I know the boys' coach, you know, fairly well. Jim Jackson, he's a he's a really good guy, and I don't know him as well as I know the girls' coach Matt Batlock. But you've got you've got excellent coaches, but their talent level is just off the charts. I mean, that's something. Um, I, it's I think it's kind of a mystery too. And you know, some years I I feel like we do have very talented teams from yeah. around the area. Um, and maybe it just maybe that's just kind of how it goes. It just kind of fluctuates, you know. And some years Peoria is going to have some some really. And this year, I thought the Peoria schools were really good. All of them. I mean, Washington, Morton, uh, Dunlap, P and D. Right. I mean, those those four 
uh, alone were good, and then you've got uh, I think Richwoods was good. One of the one of the city schools, yeah. but and then over in Champaign, Urbana's record was really good. I mean, uh-huh. we we got by them in the sectional. I mean, they were sixteen and three. I think yeah. you know coming into that game. And then you talk about Muhammad over there. Muhammad, Central, same thing. Was really good. Yes, <laughs> Central Muhammad. Um, uh, you know, Jeremy Davis and Muhammad has has done a lot of good stuff over there with their girls and boys. So I, I just think that that maybe you know some of these other club programs are are getting better because it's not just high, you know high school for high school teams to be good you have to have players that play club yeah. you just have to yeah you know it, that's the that's the way of the world now all sports I mean I uh, other than football but your basketball your baseball all of it if your kids aren't playing in those clubs you're you're gonna you may have some athletes that you can that you can teach but you've got to have so far players behind. yes. And maybe you know maybe that's what it is. Maybe there's just uh, right now you know some of those some of those clubs are are taken off and yeah I, I don't know that is that is a very good question and I'm trying to think of the last boys who was the last boys team to go? Do you remember? I think it was Jacksonville. What year was that? Was that 17, 18? Yeah, one of those two. Yeah, because they played Springfield in the Super. That's right. That's right. I. Th- well, and I, I tell you, that 19 team that we had, I would have put them up against anybody. Right. I mean, and then that regional was just... Regional was loaded. <laughs> an absolute gauntlet. <laughs> yes. <of> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I, and I'm, I am, I'm trying to, I'm looking back at some of those teams. Now, you have, you know, Q&D just won the, the 1A. Right, and uh, in, SHG in, was right there. And SHG obviously. was right there. So, I mean, that you know that could have a little to do with it. Um, their girls, SHG girls have been in the same situation the last couple of years, yeah. too. I mean, that speaks to Lindsay. It speaks to... Yeah, absolutely. Mike's them. done a great job. And, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking the... the you know, maybe maybe SHG being in 1A, maybe that, that may have something to do with it. I, I don't know. I guess we consider Quincy as part of this area because they're... You know they're in our section for all of our sectional voting stuff right. and all of that. So, you know, yeah, going Greg, back to back girls and boys. Greg there. Reese I mean. has done a great job. <laughs> yeah, Longo does a great job over there. I mean, they they have had some really impressive teams. Um, well, and Jude, just to touch on Q and D, you talk about them winning the one A title, um, and you guys. I mean, you guys tying them, mm-hmm. that had to be a result where your guys were like, "Oh man." I think that uh, game was a a mental. Like a, a, a like a mental game changer, right. and I don't know a better way to describe it. Like, you know, our guys, we didn't win it. I feel like our guys, our guys came away from that game. They were angry, like they were upset that we, we didn't it. win yeah. it. Uh, you know, they we, they looked at that. You know, they felt like that that penalty call was not right. They felt like that was our game. We should have won it, and they were angry coming out of that. And, and you're right. I yeah. think that that was a, a called a defining moment of the season where you where they. They realize, hey, we we do have a team that can compete with anybody, because that that Q and D team, obviously, I mean, they just they just went they they just killed everybody in yeah. the playoffs. Oh, yeah. like they they didn't have a tough game. Yeah, it wasn't a close. There was no even the state semifinal and final. The the the, the team I can compare that to was like our, our twenty sixteen girls team. You know mm-hmm. that that just rolled through everybody. Yeah, you know, if it wasn't four zero, it didn't count. Right, <laughs> it's like dude, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean that's that's really impressive, and uh, I know that Altov team was really good, and yeah. Um, so yeah, they. I, I put it back to what you were saying. Yeah, I think for us that was a that was a really good game and kind of a 
a spot where our guys are like, yeah, we can play. You know, we can get out and play against these guys, and we can make a little run here at the end of the year. So yeah. it was, yeah, that was that was a good one. That was a really good one. But yeah, the the state runs though. I'm, I'm and and you know tonight, I think I think Glenwood has as good of a shot as as anybody. Oh yeah. You know, like. I, Somebody who somebody asked me after maybe it was this weekend. It, it, I I was at uh, a tournament over in Rantoul, and, and uh, somebody asked me who, that, who I thought was going to win Tuesday, and I said, "Flip a coin." I, I mean, Triad again is is great. You know they, and I don't know how they do it. They lose all those seniors from last year, and then they come back, and they're they're obviously different. Yeah. Um, but man, they're getting the same results, and then Glenwood. I mean. And we know what they've got, you know the 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 amount of seniors and and the way they play. I mean, they it's it's going to be a heck of a game. Like I'm I'm really looking forward to watching. Yeah, um, I want to go back to you stepping away from the girls team for a few years mm-hmm. um, because I mean the main reason was to be with your kids and coach your kids more, correct? Right. Um, so what kind of went into coming back in and taking over? I mean, because obviously Brent didn't do anything wrong. No, and, he didn't do anything wrong. He so did a great that job. situation, I feel like you guys just kind of flipped. Yeah. Whereas, like, okay, priorities are. Yeah. So, so I did. I, I gave it up because while well, my daughter Annie was uh, eight months old at that point, you know, and and you know, finishing that 2017 year, it was it was so hard because Megan Megan was at home with you know with the boys. And then we also had, uh, you know, a, an eight-month-old. <laughs> yeah. And I was never home. So it was one of those things where at the end of that season, it was like, something's got to change. And, you know, I couldn't give up both of them. Uh, one for the money, two for the, you know, the, the, you know, I had, and I even, I remember the interview where you and I were talking and it's like, you know, hopefully my, my two sons are able to play for me and one of them is right now. And, yeah. Um, so that's. That's kind of where that shifted. Is is just the boys are old enough now that that they're self sufficient, and Annie's in first grade, and you know she's not eight months old, and yeah. so that whole dynamic changed. Um, and then uh, you know I know Brent was missing his daughter Addie. Uh, he was missing a lot of her track meets. He was missing a lot of her dance competitions. Yeah. Um, you know, and I I think I think he realizes that this stuff. You know, it doesn't it doesn't get to happen again. You know, and yeah. if you miss out the first time, there's not a there's not a second chance. You know, so I think that really really weighed on him, uh, and and that was a big part of it. Um, I also think, and I, and I don't know. I think because if if you think about it, this was the the year that we had the boys season and the girls season overlap. Mm-hmm. I don't know how any coach did both of those. No. Yeah. You know, I know. I know Mike coaches, you know, the girls and boys at, at SHG. I know Greg Bryan at Pleasant Plains. Pat. Pat. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how any of them stayed with it after that. Because yeah. like, then, you know, they, they finished their their back-to-back seasons, and they literally had to turn around and get ready for boys, boys season in the yeah. fall. Yeah. And I, I remember talking to Brent about it, and he just said, hey, after this, after these two seasons, I'm going to need a little break. Yeah. <laughs> I said, D- take as yes. long as you need, buddy. <laughs> like, you know, show up first day of practice if you want. I don't care. Yeah. Don't do anything this summer. Uh-huh. Get away from it. Because I, I, I understand. So I, I think that that, I, I do think that that played a role too. Um, but I, I think, you know, like I said, the missing out on, on his daughter's stuff, I think was huge. Yeah. I think he, that really, that really bothered him. Um, 
and he and I had had we had had talks about it, and he uh, we had talked about the possibility of of me getting back into it if he was giving it up. And I just you know I talked to Megan about it, and she was all for it. Yeah. So once she gave me the green light, I was like, heck yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I loved coaching the girls' team, and I loved this past spring with the girls' team. Yeah. It was fantastic getting back into it. I mean, it was great. On the reverse side of that, missing out on things. Um, what's the dynamic like with having your son on the team and having to be a dad and also a coach? Um, so, I mean, I, I've coached his club team and I've coached uh, my, my younger boy, Grant. I've coached both of their club teams. So you get kind of a little trial run, you know, with, with those. Um, first off, it's it's been everything that I had expected. It's been awesome. I, I I love having him out there with me every day. I mean, he used to come out to practices, and yeah. Grant would come out to practices too, and, uh, you know, just be there and be part of it. But now having him on the field, uh, you know, having getting to experience this season with him, um, it, it was it was one of the joys of the season for me. You know, it, it's it's one of those things you, you, you talk about it. You know, you, I was telling somebody the other day about how, you know, how old I feel because when he was born – I, uh, you know, it was, it was oh oh six, and that was the first time we went to the state tournament. Uh, you know, and you're, you're looking back at, at that time and you're talking to people and yeah, well, maybe Landon will play someday. Maybe he'll right. play for me. And now it's here. Yeah. And now he's in those. And, um, you know, the, and you're like, wait a minute, I'm not that old. Like, well, right. <laughs> right. right. I'm like, man, I don't feel that old, but. <laughs> Wow, I'm looking back at this is yeah, tw- I just finished 21 years. Oh my gosh. Uh but it it was great and the way the season ended, you know, uh with him scoring the the penalty against uh Springfield in the shootout. Yeah. That wasn't I mean, I didn't have him in the top 5, no. you know, and it just got to him. Uh but man, I mean, I was I was I was so proud of him. But I was proud of him regardless and he knows that. Yeah. You know, he knows even if he would have missed that, and I told everybody that too, I, I wasn't, I wasn't nervous because, like, a, I know he had the ability to do it, yeah. but b, it, it didn't matter. Like, I was going to be proud of him, and, and, you know, just love what he had done all year. And, and now I will say that the, the dad and coach, he takes that really well because I will, I will get all over him at some yeah. practices or in some games, and, and he just takes it. And you, you have know? to be able to take that hat and say, yes. hey. That's and, the coach talking, not my dad. Yes, and I think I think what what makes it easy is that he is he is really good with it. Like he knows that's not my dad. That's that's coach yelling at me. And uh, yeah, it, I do remember last year though when he first started coming out to you know the the practices and he's calling me dad out of practices and yeah. it's like okay, you know we we can't do that. Yeah. You know. We, yeah. <laughs> So he really doesn't just say he doesn't call me anything now. Yeah. It's, but, but yeah, that was probably that was probably the biggest transition. Like yeah. he just he just couldn't call me dad. Right. You know he couldn't yell hey dad. You know and, yeah. uh, but it's it's like I said it's been as fun as as I as I hoped as I imagined. I mean it's and then in a couple of years uh, it's going to be really crazy because I'll have him as a senior and Grant will be a freshman. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not sure how that's going to go, having both of them on the same team. and um, Then you're yeah. outnumbered. Then I'm outnumbered, right. <laughs> right. Um, all right, we'll wrap it up with this. What, talking about that dynamic, talking about Rochester, um, we're staring down the possibility of 
the last Leonard Bowl mm-hmm. where Derek has to coach against his dad. He knows it's his dad's last season. Um, can you imagine what that would be like if, if one day one of your sons is, is a coach? Wow. No. I've, I've never even – I mean, to me, I'm not that old, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I didn't even, ah, man, no, I, I've never really put that in perspective like that. You just kind of, I'm, I'm Sorry. mind blown right now. Because I know, like, um, you and Kyle no, are close and, and good friends, and that's obviously a dynamic where it's like, okay, we're friends and we'll talk about the game afterwards, uh-huh. but as a father and a son to do that, and especially at this level where um, Derek and Ken are possibly playing in a to, semifinal again is just ridiculous. Right. To, to have that, I, I can only imagine, um, you know, that their whole lives are, they, they've, and they've been doing it so long now that I think that, that that side of it, yes, it's unique, but I, I think they're probably used to it now. I mean, how many years, how many years have, have we had Leonard Bowls now? 14. I was going to say, yeah. yeah it, so that's probably not new. It's, it's probably just the, the idea. And I think probably with Derek, it's probably the, the idea that this is it. That's really going to weigh on him, I would imagine. But but if Landon would ever do that, yeah, that that's that would be that would be crazy, and that would be that would be very hard. It would be very hard, and I think that would be very hard for Ken. You know, just coaching against your son because you want the best for your kids, no matter what. You yeah. know, and it, it usually at the at the expense of whatever you were doing. Uh-huh. You know, you would you would let them do whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, take whatever, get whatever. Um, so I. I, I think that would be, yeah, yeah, you really have me thinking about it. That would be really, really hard. And, uh, you know, maybe the competitive the competitive juices would kick in, I think, but but leading up to and then afterwards would be maybe even harder, especially if your your team is winning and, yeah. you, you know, you, and you see that disappointment and you see that, that level of, uh, you know, just everybody's playoff loss, you know what I mean? Whenever you lose a playoff game and you're done and... You see that disappointment in your son's eyes, and and uh, that would be a hard thing to do as a parent. But you're also you've also got you know on, on the other side of it, Ken's got those hundred kids looking at him saying, "Well, what about us?" Yeah. He, he's got to lead those kids. Uh-huh. So yeah. that is an extremely difficult dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for your time, man. I appreciate it. Hey, buddy. Thanks a lot. I appreciate coming out. Thanks to Chad for his time and the great conversation. We could have went on for another hour. Maybe we will in the summer over some beers. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Please share, comment, and let me know you're listening. I'll see you next week.